0: Hello and welcome to Vida Talks, the podcast that will provide you with resources and tools to improve the quality of life for you and those around you. We are your host, Miriam Vasquez, And Alejandra Vétan. And today we're going to talk about financial wellness with Sandra Garcia, who is our financial wellness co- coordinator here at Project Vida. So be sure to listen all the way through for the details.
1: All right. Thank you, Miriam, for that introduction. Sandra, thank you so much for being with us.
2: Could you start off by simply introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Sandra Garcia. I work for Project Vida. I've been working with Project Vida for nine years. About myself, well, I am a pretty, pretty calm and chill person. <laughs> I love to watch movies, and I enjoy spending time with my family.
0: Perfect. So,
2: tell us a little bit about uh,
0: financial wellness. Why did you start? Why did you even start this project?
2: Well, it's actually a long story. Um, basically, I had a struggle. Um, I didn't really get to talk about finances with my parents. It's nothing, nothing to, that has to do with them, of course. But um, when I, as soon as I started like having like a passing eighteen, that I was I could get like credit. I could get credit cards. Um, I started getting all these credit cards. My mom didn't know about it, so I just started being in debt, getting in debt. So I got to a point that it got like too much. It was too much. So then the the reason that I decided and I'm really passionate about this is because I don't want like for other youth or for adults or for the community to pass what I went through. Like I want for them to get the education, the financial education, so they can know what credit cards to apply and for them to know about interest and then for them to decide which credit card would be the best option for them or which loan to avoid the same mistake that I made. That's mainly one of the reasons why I decided to be more passionate when it comes to financial wellness.
1: I mean, I think financial literacy is really important, right? I think and it is not often talked about, so you bring a lot of good points. I think though, to just kind of backtrack a little bit, could you tell us and, and the listeners what, does a financial wellness coordinator do, right? So that they're a bit more informed about that and then they can connect your story to to what you do on an everyday life.
2: Sure. So what we start off, what we do is, of course, outreach. So then we provide outreach to the community in multiple ways. Either we have tabling events or we have social media or just by having one to one, so just um, having the conversation just by asking someone that you know about so basically, this is like the first step. Then afterwards, we also provide education. We provide workshops to the community, or like I said, one-to-ones. Besides that, or after that, we also connect the community. Once they're interested in being connected with a financial coach, we connect them to a financial coach. So then basically, it's like a process. How it works is that the once they receive a workshop or the one-to-one, they wanna be connected with a financial coach, so the next step is that we connect them to the Unidos Call Center. We collaborate with Unidos US. They're the ones who have trained coaches to train financial coaches. And then from there, the client talks to Unidos, the call, UNIDOS Call Center, and then from there they schedule an appointment with the financial coach. And that's how the process begins.
0: Um, and then can you tell us a little bit more about what does this education look like or what does a one-to-one look like?
2: Yeah, sure. So then Let's say, for example, we focus on five major topics. So we focus on credit, we focus on savings, we focus on college readiness, um, smart spending, and debt-free. Okay. So then depending what either, because we also collaborate with the schools. So depending, let's say, for example, if we have a parent liaison that the parent liaison is asking for their parents, for her parents. Uh, topic about a class on credit mm-hmm. so then we can focus on that like on credit and giving them like all the information when it comes to credit like of course we're not the we're not the experts that's why it's just we just give them a brief explanation a brief education about credit and our main goal is to connect them to the financial coach that way they can get the necessary steps for them to make that change so they can accomplish their financial goal
0: mm-hmm. so basically the education is for forget to like for them to get an introduction, get their feet wet, kind of start e- even talking about these topics. And then you encourage all of the people that are taking these classes or having one to one to connect to a financial coach.
2: Correct. Yes. Just to start those conversations. Like um, many of us know that there's like this stigma talking about money, talking about, oh whoa About credit, if I have a bad credit score, we don't want to tell anyone about our bad credit score, right? Right. So we want to break those barriers, that stigma. That it's okay to talk about finances. It's okay to talk about money. It's okay if you're you're in debt. That's why we're here, and we want to help help you out for you to be financial free or have that financial freedom.
1: Yeah, I think, and the way I'm envisioning it is that you all serve like a bridge, right? And from you know, Project Vida to Unidos US, building that partnership so that you or we can start informing the community of what is best in terms of financial literacy. Um, so based on what you've been telling us, as you know, that stigmatized topic of, of money, has that been an issue in, in terms of getting that trust in the community?
2: Oh, yes, of course. Um, some of the times that when we have those workshops or when we have that one to one, you tell them, you tell the client or the community and you can tell that their interested because of the questions that they have. But um, when it's time for us to ask them if they want to be connected with a financial coach, most of the times they say no. Mm-hmm. I feel because it's, it goes back to that same like, oh, I don't want that person to find out that I'm having financial issues or I don't know if I don't want to for them to know that my credit is bad. Mm-hmm. So then we do have a hard time. We do have a hard time for them to be connected or wanting to be connected to a financial coach. And I think it all goes back also to like, if that person is ready right. and we completely understand that if you're not ready to make that next step, it's okay, just just get the education right now at the moment. And once you're okay, just give us a call and we can connect you to the financial coach. I think it's it's,
1: that's key, right? Kind of letting people be where they're at and just be there for support whenever necessary and then let them know, you know, whenever you're ready, I'm here mm-hmm. and we can make the next step. Because I think if we think of if when we talk about money or, or just mention the word money, I don't think we connect that emotional um baggage that can sometimes come with it Mm -hmm. right that fear of losing it or that fear of being judged or fear of not knowing and and thinking like what are people are going to say right Mm -hmm. these are things that maybe as an adult we should know but in reality i mean there's so many barriers there's so many layers to this especially again a community of color hispanics of first generation students and um that lack of, of knowledge is not so much because we don't want to learn or because we're incapable of learning. It's just resources maybe in the past weren't as available as they are now. Mm-hmm. And so it's just building that trust. So I think that's key. That's definitely key of what you all are doing as, as, you know, Unidos and Project Vida and allowing individuals to open themselves up to that topic in itself, building that community of, of support.
0: Yeah, and I think that um, there's also not a lot of culture of teaching this at home. Yeah. And um, and it's I think it's very important and very commendable that you all are doing this work because, you know, that work starts somewhere. Like maybe mm-hmm. the people that you are connecting to a financial coach can make also a different back at home and like maybe have better resources for their children or their family members or whatever. And, you know, maybe aiming for that. Education also at home that I feel like it's more present in mm-hmm. other communities and not necessarily in ours as a Hispanic community.
2: No, yes. And we do get it a lot like when we have our workshops, people always say, "Wow, I didn't get this information. I wish I would have had this information when I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. That's why we're starting with the youth, mm-hmm. like for them to be prepared and get the skills necessarily once they graduate from high school. Okay, so if you're going to graduate from high school, how are you going to plan to pay for college? Mm-hmm. If you don't have financial aid or if you, there's all the options. You can apply for a scholarship or if you want to get a loan, what it will be the best loan that you can apply for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So you give classes to both
2: adults and youth? Correct, mm-hmm. yes. So then the workshops are open to, to anyone in the community. Do they have to be 18 years or older or...? If they want to be connected with a financial coach, yes, they have okay. to be 18 years and over, but they can still get, um, if they're younger, they can still receive financial coaching as okay. long as the parent or the guardian is during the call because everything that we do connecting to a financial coach is through a call. Got
1: it. Okay. And then those classes that you're talking about, right, the workshops, um, are they only designated to a particular school district or are they open to the community?
2: Right now, at the moment, we're working um, with Socorro ISD, but hopefully for next year, we're next year we're gonna be working with Canotillo ISD. Mm -hmm. So then we're gonna be working with several teachers from some of the schools at the high schools and at the middle schools.
1: Could you let us talk to us about or describe to us what it is that you will be doing at the schools, connecting with the teachers, providing them the curriculum to teach the students, or would you be going into the classrooms or after
2: school, any of that. So then for you kind of DOISD, we will be providing um, the financial wellness classes. So we will have our facilitators, the ones that are going to be providing the financial literacy courses, classes to to the campus. The teachers, they are going to be implementing another curriculum, but the per, the upper curriculum that they're going to be implementing is going to be the teen pregnancy prevention. And of course, we're going to have like the, this comprehensive curriculum about financial literacy, life skills, and healthy relationships as well.
0: So you're piggybacking on an existing relationship with these other curlicum for teen pregnancy prevention, and then you're also providing this this resource of financial wellness for that same use in the canutilla.
2: Correct. Because the way that we do it is that everything's all connected. Like like how you were saying earlier about the emotions, about finances, it's all connected. So we always focus on the eight dimensions. So we tell the youth or even the adults or clients, we let them know, like, if you're not feeling okay, because you're struggling with your finances, it's affecting your whole well-being because it's going to start affecting your emotions. You're going to be stressing out and you're going to be worried all the time because you don't have the finances to make either your bills or how to provide for your family. So then, it all ties up. It it also has to do with your physical because it can start like showing by having like ulcers or stomach issues or headaches or so on, depending how your body will take all the stress. So it's all it's all connected, and that's what we tell the youth, um, even though we focus on teen pregnancy prevention, it's all connected because if if we have a youth that has an unplanned pregnancy, then it costs money, right? It's going to affect the finances because how much money are you gonna be spending for childcare? How much money are you gonna be spending for diapers, for food? So it all it all ties. And then when you said that everything is connected, you're referring
0: to like the eight dimensions of
2: wellness? Correct, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think
1: I think you bring a really good point because it's there's a reason why uh like in low socioeconomic populations, like there's an increase of substance use disorders, of like health disorders and those types of situations, because obviously money and, and, and what you do with it or lack thereof, like it affects, it's like a ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think just going back, right, because I think it's important to understand what it is that this consultant type of situation with those U.S. looks like, um, I've had the fortunate opportunity to be able to be part of these things, right? So just to give you a little bit of background, I I was always scared. Ever since, like, I've been scared of losing money. Like, mm-hmm. I've been scared of not having money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was fortunate enough that when I graduated high school, I got a Fulbright scholarship for, you know, school. But one of the main reasons was because I didn't want to spend money. I didn't want to get loans. I had I I said I need to provide for myself because I grew up seeing my parents struggle, seeing mm-hmm. how money was an issue in my family household. So then like I, you know, every every decision I made, money was a big deal for me. Money was was a thing for me to be worried about. If I studied um, I, I studied in DC and I remember that even though I had my full right scholarship, I was I was very scared of losing money. So then I got an extra internship Mm -hmm. that did provide me with more money Mm -hmm. because I was like, if I'm going to make this decision of going somewhere else, which is way more expensive than where I'm originally living, then I need to have this money. And so I think it can. Yes, I mean, it's worked out for me more or less. But you're right. Like it creates stress. It creates it it creates an extra load that maybe if I knew more about finances, Mm -hmm. It, it it wouldn't have been as, as That's stressful. Overwhelming. Yeah. And so the experience of talking to a consultant, I felt like it wasn't so it's, they're not there to judge you, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're more so there to help you. So I was allowed to talk to, to my financial advisor and tell her, you know, these are my goals and, I wanted to save more. I I wanted to learn how to make a budget because I never learned how to make a budget. And I think that is extremely important. Um, so every, every session was just kind of like the first one was goal setting. And then the second one was kind of like that follow through, like what happened? How have you been? And they make it so kind of personal that Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not a transaction. It's, it's a conversation. Um, And so I think that's that's really, really cool to experience. So I don't know if you've had any other experience out there that you can talk about. No,
2: yes, I do have multiple. Um, We had we had a client that she was experiencing like her mortgage was increasing. So then she didn't know what to do. She didn't know if she had to either sell the house or if she had to refinance, what were like the next option, best option for her to do. So then she was able to talk to the financial coach, and the financial coach was able to help her out. What they end up doing is that they refinance the home and then the monthly payment decreases. Mm-hmm. So Though that was really what helped her out. I have another client that she also mentioned that the financial coach was really helpful because she didn't know what to do because of this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a struggle because her medical bills were increasing mm-hmm. because she was, well, she got COVID. And then she was dealing on how she was going to be paying for her bills, plus at the same time also she had it like the medical bills now. Mm-hmm. So then she was able to talk to the financial coach and they created a plan on how to to start making those payments as well. In my case, it also helped me. Like I, I've been able to accomplish more than one financial coach with mine. Like I said earlier, um, when I was younger, I didn't know. I just started getting all these credit cards. So my debt was like so high. So then thanks to this financial coach, I was able to come up. Um, he helped me out like to, in a way, debt consolidate, what was the better options. Um, he provided multiple, multiple resources and yeah, one of them was able to help me out and that's what helped me kind of like, in a way, decrease my, my debt.
0: So I haven't had the opportunity or I haven't given myself the opportunity to. <laughs> Missing out, am Missing out. <laughs> uh, now that I'm hearing your success stories, I'm like, well, maybe I should call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what I'm understanding is that when you have a conversation with a financial coach, it's a process of like getting to know you. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like they're there to put you at ease. They're there to give you Um, you know the tools for you to make better decisions for yourself they're not as you mentioned already they're not there to judge you Mm -hmm. and it seems that um, you come up with your own financial goals Mm -hmm. right like you go there and you're like hey so my main goal is to uh, reduce my debt Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they work with you Mm -hmm. on that and so whenever it is that you're done with that let's say that you pay all of your debt then you can start a new goal
2: yes you can start a new goal if you want and then This whole process can take depending. It could take like a month, two months, six months, a year. It all depends on what you want to focus on. But yes, if you're already done with your first financial goal and you want to continue, you have a new one. Yes, of course, you can continue.
1: So they don't have a a time limit. Is that what you're saying? They could continue if even if, let's say, they, yeah, they built one goal and then they were able to set it. They're able to tell their advisors, you know what? May we continue this conversation?
2: Yes, of course. Yeah, it's a continuing process that it takes a while. It takes just like for you to have your first coaching session. You have it. They give you like an assignment, kind of like a homework. That way you can come up to see what where your money is going to, what is your budget. And then from there, they call you like a, between two to three weeks okay. to start like the whole coaching process. What are the next steps?
0: That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it seems like a very... Like, for example, I'm just going to talk about my family. Like that's not an, as well as yours, mm-hmm. Sandra, that you mentioned. Like, it's not something that was taught at home. Um, so all of the financial education that I'm sure is lacking on my end uh, has been because I've researched, researched it or I looked for it and stuff like that. So, But I feel like I still have this hesitation mm-hmm. of talking about finances like it's not like I go to have coffee with my friends and I'm like <laughs> so I'm thinking about making this big purchase yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, or I'm like you know what I mismanaged my money and I'm in debt this month yeah. <laughs> like, you know like it's not a like a casual conversation mm-hmm. so like I feel like if I were to start like talking to a financial coach maybe I would still feel kind of intimidated Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit I don't know if ashamed is the word but maybe a little bit like hesitant because it's not it's not a common thing to talk about
1: yeah I mean I think you make really good points Miriam I think even as I as I was explaining my situation like I could feel a little bit of of shyness I guess Mm -hmm. because it's not it's not it's not common I've I've heard about this this term like money trauma Um, in, in ways that, you know, my people of, of color minorities, like we've just, it's been such in the forefront of our lives that maybe for me, for example, I've learned that I will kind of compensate for spending this money and say, well, well, I won't go out this much Mm. because of this. And, and it could be a balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that's bad. But it happens so often that it ends up affecting also the way we take care of ourselves. Mm. And and it ends up affecting our quality of life. Right. Because we're like, no, we need to save. Or no, we can't spend. Or no, we mm-hmm. can't do this. And I mean, there's also at the other extreme, right? right? Like we talked about getting into debt. And not, just not learning the, that, that balance. That
2: healthy relationship mm-hmm. with money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I think that's definitely definitely something to consider i don't know if you were going to say something
2: no no just like to add on with that it's like yeah we don't even want to have those conversations even right now when i was saying oh yeah i'm in depth it's like no it's something that you don't want like people to Mm -hmm. know but at the same time yeah like maybe like me by just telling you my story or Mm -hmm. by just expressing like what i i went through it's could can help someone like to push too To take advantage of this great resource that we have being connected with a financial coach and we are doing it completely free.
0: Yeah, that's amazing Mm -hmm. because I do think that testimonies help people because then you don't feel so isolated. Mm -hmm. You don't feel all alone and you're like, oh my God, you look like you have everything well put together and like you, you know, you're struggling with Mm -hmm. this thing. So I, it feels like. It's okay for me to do something about mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you pointed out something very important, Sandra. It's free. Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's completely free. That's the advantage that we have um, with this collaboration with Unidos US. Got it. Got it.
0: Got it. So, for example, if someone who's listening to this podcast, some mm-hmm. of our listeners, were interested in, um, you know, reaching out to you, getting in touch mm-hmm. with. Maybe just get some education or eventually interested in the financial coach. How, how would they go about doing that?
2: What they can do is just give me a call. Um, my work cell phone number is 915 207 4461. Or even they can send me an email to s.garcia at net, And then from there, either we can start like if it, do they just want a one to one, do they just want the education? Or if you want to connect, if you want to be connected with a financial coach, we can start with that process as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And so, before we, we finish our conversation, if you have any, could you provide our listeners with maybe a few takeaways, a few things that they can leave from this conversation? And say, oh, like, I, I, you, you want them to leave uh, having this
2: thought process. Just that it's okay. It's okay to talk about, like, if you're struggling with money, it's okay for you to let someone know, it's okay for you to get the help with you. That way you can get that stress, and you be you can be like debt free, or can you can have that financial freedom, and also learning what healthy habits can you start doing. That's what we talk about during our smart spending. That it's okay if you go out every once in a while, but instead maybe of instead of going five times a week, of course you can just cut it down to like two or three times a week. Or I know that we all enjoy subscriptions, but do we really need (laughs) that? (laughs) Don't talk about that. There's no no need
1: to target right now. I feel I
2: feel slightly attacked. No, 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 no. We're trying to avoid that. No, no, no. (laughs) Just kidding. Just no, no. But yeah, just thinking about like, do I really need that? uh, That Hulu or Disney Plus um, subscription? Or which one do I use the most? Is it that? either hbo or whichever all the ones that are out there like yeah. there's there's a lot at
1: yeah. this
2: point do i really need all of them or can i have like you know what maybe this month i can have like two or three and then the following i can mm. select the other one
1: mm. no that's a really good tip do, do you have any other tips for for our listeners in terms of that balance spending you mentioned for example um instead of going out like five times going out maybe two times or Cutting your subscriptions. Anything else?
2: Maybe us. Like we I know that it's it's hard, but it's if we like to go out and buy our coffee every day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can make our own coffee. We're still gonna be drinking our yeah. coffee but we can make it like at home. It's going to take us a little bit more, but then at the end of the day it's going to save us maybe a couple of bucks during the week. That's what we're trying to and we can focus that extra money. We can put it either towards another bill or towards savings, which is really important because due to this pandemic, a lot of us, a lot of the community didn't have an emergency fund, which we were affected or some community, the community was affected of the importance of having an emergency fund because no one was expecting like for this pandemic to happen and out of nowhere, like um, it created an impact, especially a financial impact.
0: It seems to me that a lot of the tips that you've given us is like doing things gradually Mm -hmm. uh, and just like maybe being patient with yourself and having just like making it a goal for you to do something about it and just taking it step by step and doing it as much as you can. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And of course, we're not going to be able to, oh, you know what? Like by the end of the week, I'm going to save 200. Of course, we have to make goals that are realistic, Mm -hmm. short term goals that are realistic too, because Let's say, for example, if we focus on paying one credit card. Let's focus on that one. Maybe if you want to focus on the one that you have like the highest interest, n- highest interest or the lower balance. Mm-hmm. That way, once you pay it up, you will be looking forward to paying the next one. Mm-hmm. So you always have to need looking forward like something that will, I guess, in a way you will be happy at the end because mm-hmm. you need that motivation for you to continue your financial process because it's not something that you're going to be able to accomplish from one day to the next it's going to take a couple of months maybe years and it's okay because each each um i guess each case is different
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean i think you i again tandra you bring a lot of good points and a lot and, and and a very important topic right financial financial literacy because it's not often talked about we just mentioned mm-hmm. that here but i think from debt consolidating to savings all of those things kind of Make our quality of life much better. So, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming. Um, so, for our listeners, if you're looking for more information about the services Project Vida has to offer, check out our website at pvida.net or on social media as Project Vida EP. Uh, Sandra gave us her contact information just in case you all want to contact her. Don't forget to follow us and stay tuned for our next episode. And we'll see you later until next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye.
2: Thank